episode of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. On this week's episode, we're talking some new and some may say controversial releases from the likes of Tudor, Breitling, and Zenith. Welcome to episode 74 of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. Uh, we got the whole gang together uh, this time. Um, that doesn't mean we have Brodinky, unfortunately. Um, although he's becoming sort of one of the gang. He's our most repeated guest, um, if you don't count Buzz, which I don't think we do anymore, since mm-hmm. he's on almost as much, if not more, than you. Buzzy, you might actually be on more episodes than Spangler. I, I think I am. I, I've, I've used a role as we gotta go back and. Uh, yeah, we gotta go back and check check the stats. I don't know if uh, anybody at home is keeping score, but uh, you know we can we can figure that out. Um, but anyways, we got everybody back. Uh, we're going with uh, we got some new watches to talk about um, or hint at, and uh, I think it'll be a it'll be a fun episode. We're recording a day late because you know it's summer. <laughs> Who cares? So uh, Spangler, you're back. Why don't you tell us what uh, what you're drinking and what you're wearing on your wrist? Well, you know, like you said, Spence, it is summer. And, uh, you know, in honor of this brand's latest drop on Instagram today, if you uh, happen to check it out, PBR just dropped their 1776 edition, I guess, box of beers, you can call it that. So, you know, of course, I'm drinking the uh, classic palette. I don't know. Yeah, the palette, the, yeah, I don't know what, yeah. Yep. The stupidly huge pack of PBR. So in honor of that, I'm drinking the old classic Blue Ribbon from Milwaukee. Because, you know, I love it and I'm trash. So it fits the bill. <laughs> and uh, on the wrist today, I've got, a, in honor of a recent pickup, I figured I'd wear this one a little bit more because I'm feeling it's probably going to get knocked to the side. Um, but I've got my Doxa Silver Lung on today on the wrist. Very nice. Well, speaking of PBR, uh, I used to live in Milwaukee. when I And when I interned there, I lived a block away from the Frederick Pabst Mansion. Um, never went on a tour. Don't understand. Don't know why I didn't. I don't know. Drank a decent amount of PBR among other things. Um, <laughs> the, the bar that my house that I lived in for the summer leaned up against had a PBR sign. Like the, the bar was drunk enough that it leaned up against the house that I lived in. <laughs> like it, it definitely narrowed as it got up to the top. It was like that drunk friend trying to maintain and just kind of leaning on, on somebody. And it, it had a PBR sign out front. And uh, I'm, I'm, you know, because I'm a Bulls fan and they don't make the playoffs and I live in Milwaukee, I've been a Bucks fan for a bit. So I'm, I'm watching them uh, play the Hawks right now. So it's on in, in the background in mute. So excellent yep. choices. The, the, the silver lung is a, I can see a docs on my horizon. I don't need another dive watch, but yeah, they're just so good. They are so they good. Are. I think as of right now, there is a one for sale on eBay. It's not going to be my fresh form fine, but I think it has about 20 minutes left on it. So if you want a, an awful long model. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> Do like $2,100, I think, too. It's crazy. That's, That's not a bad. Good price. What, which colorway? It's uh, the Shark Hunter. Okay. Oh, I lied. It already sold. Let's see. What did it sell for? $29.50. All right. Well. That's. That seems. Yeah. More reasonable. Yeah. Sorry, Spence. All right, Buzzy, what have you got? Evan, I'm so proud of you for, for getting the, the Pibber reference at the very beginning. That's that's good. Yeah, when when I, when I saw that post, first thing I did, forwarded it to, to Evan, and he oh, already yeah. he already knew what was up. 
He was already oh, yeah. trying to figure out how to rent a pickup truck to <laughs> find this nearest place that sells a pallet of beers of 1,776 beers. Oh, yeah. So not to interrupt, but Buzzy, I did the math on this because I was talking to Rachel and mm-hmm. she she was like, that's a I mean, that's a lot of beers. And I was like, I mean, I guess if you threw a really awesome Fourth of July party and then I was like, well, wait a minute. We could throw out a really awesome Fourth well, of July party. We could, but just let's talk about this here for a second because I don't know if I know enough people. And because I was like, okay, if you really got after it, granted, not maybe not Evan's speed, but like, if I had ten in a day during the Fourth of July with all like that would be a lot. Yeah, Which would that, really mean that if we wanted to finish that, you would need at least 170 people and then somebody else to drink six more. <laughs> yeah, a couple, couple of guys to tank up. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty aggressive. <laughs> yeah. Ten, Come on, 10, 10 in just a day? That's easy. That's child's play. Well, okay. That, when you have so children. Be the guy that does 16. <laughs> when you have children, 10 a day is a very good showing. Back back in my, my finest drinking days, I, I could drain a 30 rack, but now mm, I don't have those skills. 10 would be that a good That should show. be our red bar challenge. We should get that and meet somewhere, and we all can't leave until it's gone. We also on, then Spence. also can't leave once it's gone because we shouldn't be driving. But Spence, you, you have a uh, three-car garage. Just have one of your cars live in the, the driveway and park <laughs> park the case of beer in your garage. <laughs> we could get forklift. I'm forklift fit. certified. You're forklift certified? I need you to get it in and out of the expedition. I, I don't know I, if it fit in the expedition. No, I would recommend the trailer. But, yeah, I've, <laughs> I've forklifted plenty of things. <laughs> forklift certified. That's right. Keep that in your pocket, Buzz? Certification? <laughs> I do. I do. It's like it's like his permit. Right. I can do what That's, I want, Buzz. <laughs> well, pretty much because yeah, this was this was back uh so my dad's warehouse. So yeah. Pretty much the Bill of Rights is my certification. <laughs> All right, so back to what are you drinking and wearing on your wrist, Buzzy? <laughs> All right. I am having the old Maysville Club Rye from our friends at Old Hogue. That's right. You're getting the way back machine a couple episodes. Went to our first live recording, which featured a giant ensemble cast. The the Mo Whiskey and Watches family, if you will. Uh, luckily, it, the rye is still as good as I remember. It uh, It's a delight. Uh, so that's what I'm enjoying tonight. I'm Very a, nice. Uh, I've got our uh, our owner, uh, Oris Aquas, sat on the sideline quite a bit uh, this past week because I was doing some messy work, but um, didn't have to rewind it and set it because of that great uh, power reserve. Uh, I took a couple of measurements on it uh, for you know, some of the people that uh, asked uh, on our Instagram post. So it's a 48 millimeter lug to lug, which is really good considering everybody raves about the SKX 007 and it's 46. So it's not noticeably different. Um, And uh, the height is uh, 13.4 millimeters tall. SKX is 
13.3. So same thing. Mm-hmm. When when we say it wears well, it, it really is a nice, compact, good good looking watch. So. Sweet. Well, yep. uh, I feel like I'm closer to Spangler's end of the spectrum than Buzz's. Uh, I'm not really classing up the joint, although I do have it. I do have my beverage in my awesome brew watch co uh, whiskey glass that our buddy John was kind enough to send. Um, I, it, you know, a lot of people say I don't drink, you know, I have a neighbor who's like, yeah, I don't drink too much whiskey in the summer because it's, you know, it's, it's hot. And I was like, maybe we'll switch to some clear alcohol. And we did, but it's still whiskey. So, um, I found when I was in Chicago, not recently, but at Christmas, just browsing, trying to find anything decent. And they had at Benny's Buffalo Trace White Dog. So this mm. is the unaged uh, mash that they put into the barrels before they age them. So I have that on some ice cubes because it is 125 proof. Um you know, the flavor is not terrible. It, you, I mean, obviously it hasn't been in the oak barrels at all. So it is clear. Uh, but like you can kind of you can kind of see where it ends up getting there. But yeah, you know, I'm drinking me some uh, some white dog. Uh, only going to have one glass of that. And then I actually have a regular bottle of Buffalo Trace because like I can't have more than one of these on a weeknight because um, mm. that'll put you down essentially drinking moonshine. But, uh, you know, why not? And uh might have given the wrist check away with that uh, whiskey glass reference, but I have on my Burgundy Brew Retromatic. Haven't worn it, hadn't worn it in a bit. It was like, you know something? Uh, it's Brews Day. Let's uh, let's let's wind this uh, wind this bad boy up. And uh, actually, the Instagram post that I took today was just plopped down on the printer next to me in the home office. Have the little lamp next to it. I was like, this is actually a really good shot. I didn't have to really edit it at all. I just cropped it. <laughs> it was nice. I was proud of that shot. Like the lighting worked. So. Uh, burgundy dial just it pops in all of the different lighting except the one at red bar because red bar always has shitty lighting so <laughs> correct it's a rule what's always. the first rule of red bar shitty lighting yeah <laughs> yes, man, such a great watch yeah i'm uh yeah yeah he just again john knocked it out of the park he did say he's working on some new designs obviously for uh for his little release later in the year. Uh, we'll obviously have to have him on to talk about that once we know what it is. And maybe we talked about maybe pre-recording some stuff to drop, like through his design process. We'll see if that, uh, if we're able to do that or not, but that would be really cool uh, to talk, kind of talk to him and hold those until the watch came out. That'd be neat to kind of see how he uh, thinks about it. And he even has the time to release like the house mix of coffee beans. I saw that. Complete with yes. Golden ticket, Willy Wonka style. Wow. <laughs> you don't get to show up to to uh, Brew HQ. I think you just get the watch, but still Willy Wonka enough. <laughs> That's pretty neat. I have to, I have to buy me a bag of that and uh, check on it. I'm not a huge coffee nut, but I enjoy drinking coffee and and. You know, good coffee is better than bad coffee. So maybe I'll uh, snag a bag of that and let you guys know. I don't know that I'll be drinking it when we record since we record in the evenings. Um, but maybe when we have a guest on in uh, Europe or Asia again, can get up and have a brew and then maybe uh, make, make, make it a little Irish. There we oh, go. There you go. <laughs> that's, that's important. 
That's important. It is. Um, so we got some new watches to talk about. Do we want to to talk the new watches, or we want the fast form fine? I'm glad you keep that word document open because I don't really keep track. So yes, we should probably do the fresh form <laughs> fines. <laughs> Someone's got to keep us honest. All right, that would be me and co-host chair number yeah. one. Co-host chair number one. Uh, what have you got, co-host chair number one? Okay, uh, this one is fun. It is on uh, Reddit Watch Exchange for twenty one fifty. You can get a Black Bay thirty six blue dial. Ooh. So that's okay. When we, we look at the list price, twenty nine hundred can get them for a hair under twenty five hundred on the Joma shop. Uh, so we've got this uh, used one, twenty one fifty. But you know what is really fun about this? The guy added an additional micro adjust hole. Is it weird? Yeah, it's a little weird. Um, is it quite in line with the rest of them? Mm, maybe nah, not really. <laughs> <laughs> does it does it add a little? Uh, a little uniqueness to to what otherwise could be kind of a an anonymous piece. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Does it yeah. provide a possible point to haggle down below that magical $2000 threshold? You can try. <laughs> um yeah, I thought it was pretty pretty decent, one of the rare uh, you, this segment has become markedly difficult throughout these past 70 episodes because mm-hmm. used watches, there's just there's a lot of schlock that's really expensive for no good reason besides money printer go burr. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, Rolex. <laughs> yeah. <Sorry. laughs> um, it's funny. But yeah, I thought this one was kind of kind of cool. It's located in Seattle. It's got good good pictures and has had oh lord uh, supposedly 58 transactions so yeah you, you like watches i guess yeah. interesting it's a good watch for sure for sure and i think it used around two grand that makes a, a whole heck of a lot of sense yeah oh yeah all right evan Stanley, what have you got buddy uh if y'all are watching it's the stanley cup time I'm a big hockey fan. I don't know about y'all. You both are from the north, so hopefully, right? You guys are in hockey a little bit, maybe. My team's not in it anymore, but yeah, it doesn't matter as long as the Lightning lose. That's all that counts. Um, and so, in honor of that uh, mindset, I have found on eBay because everyone knows that I love eBay, obviously. From yeah. from from Watchbox, <laughs> um, so we have a. They- Basically, just buying from Watchbox with more steps. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what people love, right? Uh, I have a Tag Heuer a limited edition Montreal uh, Carrera, Ooh. which was one of the newer ones that came out, I think, in the past year, I want to say. They came out with the other limited edition, uh, but this was the second one they came out with after the Silver Dial. And if you all have seen this one, it's, it's kind of funky. You know, it's blue yellow and red and white it's a strange color combination but you know whatever silver. 
Very, very Montreal-esque. So, uh, yeah, this Sacre one's 6250. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it doesn't have any uh, Canadian, or I mean, some French inscriptions on the back. That would have probably uh, set it over the top, right? Yes. But, uh, Agreed. But, uh, yeah, this bad boy is uh, 6250 on the bay. But it is a make an offer, so, and it is Washbox, so they definitely will uh, probably take less than that. So, you know, if you're a... Uh, I guess a diehard Montreal fan, or you just like the you know province, right? It's a province, or is it a city? I, I don't even know. Pro- so, yeah, it's a city. It's a city. Are you sure? <laughs> it's a city. Um, city? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, oh, is Quebec the uh, the province? Quebec is the province. Yeah. There you Quebec's go. the province. There we go. All right. See, I know about Canada. So, uh, r- so real Paul, talk, real real quick. Um, uh-huh. Quebec City is an excellent place to visit. Um, old, um, very much like uh, a, a European French town. The old, the old town part of it. You can just walk around everywhere. It's an easy flight, uh, f- especially from the, the eastern U.S. Highly recommend mm-hmm. it. Just remember that, like Quebec. Um, it's cold up there and it, it's snowy like pretty late into the year. We have some friends that went up there for Easter and it was still feed the snow. Um, in fairness, it snows in northern Indiana on Easter regularly. so Not feet though. <laughs> uh, northern Indiana doesn't get snow. But you can, what? Northern Indiana doesn't get actual snow like that. Not like that, but I can remember end of March, definitely 18 inches in a day. Yeah. Love to see it. So I guess if you want to channel that uh, high amount of snow energy, you can get this limited edition Tag Heuer Carrera Montreal edition. Big um, snow energy. Oh I'm going to hold out for the Quebec snow City edition. I would. <laughs> I'm sure Hodinkee will come out with a limited edition of that soon enough, so just wait. Uh yeah, so that's uh that's what I got. Yep. Chateau right, Frontenac. So. That's where you want to stay. Dynamite. <laughs> so I have on Watch You Seek found via Watch Recon a Omega. Nope. Let me drink. <laughs> True. Oh, I got the uh, oh, oh yep okay. Omega Seamaster. 60th anniversary edition from September 2017. Um, That has been reduced. Full kit, box, pictures, everything. Oh, geez. There it is. There it is. There it is. Little delayed, just like everything else. Um, Open to offers has been lowered down to 4,900, which I believe is below retail significantly below retail on on what these went for back in 2017 and it is the limited edition mm-hmm. trilogy version yeah. uh, which is a fantastic piece um like absolutely gorgeous has the uh, just i mean it does have the fotina if that's not your thing but you know just i mean kind of like what the original seamaster was back mm-hmm. when uh it was an omega seamaster not an omega seamaster so um but uh yeah, no, this is a this is a, a favorite piece of mine. Um, I know that I, we know a couple people in, in Red Bar Cincy who have them. They've yet to bring them to meetups, Dustin. So, you know, next <laughs> time, we'd love to see this one in person. 
Um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we can give him shit. <laughs> yeah, all those because he, he brings awesome stuff anyway. So it's just like, <laughs> it's like really, this is the one you want to see? Is okay. Leave yeah, my long at home. Play. <laughs> like, yeah so um but yeah no um yeah it's i mean it's a cool piece that's i mean honestly looking at that price that's uh that's interesting that's a that's a pretty solid solid watch uh the yeah. seller uh has 681 posts so not like some of those like uber posters but like you know that's a that's a lot of posts so that's dedication uh, who we can dedication yeah he's, he's put in the work so what are you gonna do but uh, yeah, that's that's what I've got. Um, should we talk some new watches now? Now that we've all uh, gotten that out of the way, yeah. Um, I think I think we'll go in chronological order, and we'll start with some Tudor talk. Sounds like a now plan. Is, I think the interesting thing is this is going to be a watch that's going to be difficult to see in the states for a bit. At least for yeah. like a couple of weeks, right? Yeah, until uh, that boutique opens at Hodinkee HQ or wherever it is. I was opening in a couple weeks, right? Yeah, it My is in New York. Oh, okay. In yeah, New yeah. York. Yeah. Which we don't live there. Boutique only makes me go boo. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, but uh, at this point, you can all tell we're talking about the Tudor Black Bay 58 Diver 65 Bronze that they did. <laughs> uh, boutique edition. Now, I, I joke. Um but no, it's it. I actually really like the colorway. The brown's really good. I like that they did the the explorer dial. I like that um, it's on a bracelet that's unique. It's not as unique as it would have been like three years ago, because uh, Oris did it first. Um, but they did uh, they did step up their clasp game. So I'm I'm hopeful that that makes it onto the original Black Bay 58 models and the you know the Black Bay 69 that they should have called it or whatever. Um, the blue version and um, yeah I mean it's just it's a neat piece I'd be curious as to whether or not it turns people's wrists green because you know they, they allegedly have a special alloy that shouldn't yell, or shouldn't like tarnish as much or age as much but yeah, it's a good looking piece but I don't know what do you guys think I like that new clasp it looks nice and short it uh, has has enough adjustments, um, so I that would be the part honestly that I would be the most excited about. Like many bronze watches, it gives goldish vibes uh, at a price that's far easier to to swallow. I mean, yeah, you know, a, a gold uh, sports diving watch um, is just that's. That's a lot of cash for that, you know, just insouciant vibe. And mm-hmm. uh, bronze is the more accessible way to do it. I, you know, bezel, the colorway is good. It would have been weird if they didn't do the Explorer um, numerals on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, overall, really, really good. It's good to see them finally catch up with Oris. Yeah. Uh, in the, the medals game yeah and also now they've got gold silver and bronze uh just in time for the olympics well, yeah, they, well good point very good point even though our friends over at omega i say our friends loosely because we've really never talked to them 
Um, <laughs> yeah, the, other we, than, we other think than that the we're friends with them. <laughs> anyway, we're, we're friends with the guy who covers Richter and Phillips from Omega. Um, but uh, yeah, they're the Olympic sponsor, not Tudor. But yeah, Tudor, Tudor, it's uh, the, the medals in the back play, in the Black Bay 58 this year. All the medals. <laughs> so be the new uh, new catchphrase, right? Yep. Born to dare, which medal we'll use next? <laughs> They're at the dartboard, right? That's how they do it. Makes sense. Bangalore <laughs> getting great crackpots in the Tudor freaking development team, just throwing darts at a freaking board, like our pal Burdinky, right? That great meme. <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I like it. Um, I, I am interested to see just like Buzz, you said, and Spence, how it really affects the wrist. I know they say, oh, we've got this new special alloy that's not going to turn it green, yada 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 yada. You know, uh, um, I get to see it. Uh, I'd like to see it. I don't know how the, I don't know how the Oris is doing. I don't know if you guys have seen any complaints from that watch. You know, I've not really seen anything like that. I guess. You know, haven't really looked for it. I don't know too many people who have them. Um, yeah. <clears throat> especially the Cotton Candies just came out. The Holstein edition, Holstein edition that came out mm-hmm. last year was, um, pre- I would say pretty limited. I think it was like 250 or 300 pieces. So I, th- I don't know. Um, I don't know anybody personally who has them. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, it just, you know, just be curious. I mean, I guess if you don't wear it a ton, it's probably not the end of the world. Uh, and yeah. I'd imagine that again, this is not a person's only watch. So, like, if you're no. buying a cotton candy, if you're buying a Holstein edition, if you're buying this one, it's not your only watch. So, mm-hmm. I mean, unless you wear it regularly, I don't really think it's going to be a huge deal. But you know, I could be wrong. I don't know. I'm not a metallurgist. Um, yeah, but it is yeah, cool. I don't I mean, know. I, like, the clasp is yeah. really neat. I mean, it's it seems a lot like the glide lock or the T adjust that they have on the Pelagos, which again, they've had that on the Pelagos for how many years? And people are like, when is this going to come on to another watch? And it hasn't up until like now. And it even, even it's still not the full Pelagos class, but that would be overkill for that watch. So, I mean, I I know we've talked, I know we've talked a little bit too about like different colorways having a moment. It definitely seems that like bronze is having a moment. I mean, Oris has been all over it for a while. Um, Omega did their bronze gold Seamaster 300. Uh, now, now this just and Tudor's had other bronze watches as well. Just seems like bronze is also having a moment. Um, I don't know many people who've done a. Well, I guess Oris, one of the cotton candies, is a mint green. So it's like bronze and green might be the the moment where it really jumps the shark. <laughs> yeah, and you know, again, I'd I'd love to see how this thing. Buzz, like you said, how it patinas over the years because, you know, if they get it right, I think it'd be really cool if they could just maybe just patina a little bit and kind of like age into what vintage, like 14 karat gold ages into, like a really darker gold looking color. But, you know, obviously, Buzz, like you said, you can get this without the gold price. So I think yeah. that would be cool as long as it doesn't get too, uh, too mucked up, I guess. Yeah, there's... Um... I know that some of the forums, you know, people have, you know, kind of track post patina pictures for various bronze watches. So that might be something to, something to check in on. I think the, the other thing I'd be curious about, because I talked with Mike Stockton about this, 
as the bracelet patinas. Because from what I understand, it's a buildup on the exterior of the metal. It's not the metal necessarily aging. It's a slight discoloration and it's a surface. How does the bracelet flex at that point? Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that's kind of the only thing I would be concerned with is that the bracelet doesn't have the same comfort or doesn't take to your wrist as much. I mean, mm-hmm. we're really splitting hairs here, but like I kind of wonder if the buildup is enough, would it um, cause it to not wear as comfortable on the wrist anymore? I don't know. You know, these are all, these are all watches that were released in the last year and a half. So like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, and like speaking of the bracelet too, and like I don't know if this guy's if this, if this would bother you guys, but obviously if you just have like a head watch made of bronze, right, that case is going to usually age hopefully in the same way. But if you have a full bracelet and a whole bronze like head and case too, I don't know if it's going to age the same. If the bracelet's going to age faster or slower, or vice versa for the head of the watch as well, you know. And you know, if it does, I that might look kind of kooky. But I guess some people might like it. I I don't know. That's my only other. Spence, like you, like you said, if we're splitting hairs here, that would be my only other, I guess, my air on the side of caution when buying this watch. I don't know how it's gonna, the whole thing's gonna age. Yeah, that's a good point. So what I will say, I have a, I have the Oris, the Fratelloris, the you know the bronze head, and there's bronze hard, hardware on both of the straps they sent. And so it was, it was goofy for, and I won't say goofy, like it was different for all of, I don't know, it seemed like a week and a half when I put it on the, the nylon strap that had like the essentially unaged, um, clasp and, and, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, I rotate my watches quite a bit. So it, it, on, 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 like the most I'm wearing that watch is maybe twice a week. And yeah. the clasp is already caught up to the case to the point where it looks patina. Like it's not as dark as the rest of the case, but like mm-hmm. it doesn't, it's not like, wow, that's a really shiny buckle on your watch band. Why is your, the watch head really brown? It, it, it's close enough. So like it, yeah, I think it, it happens pretty quickly. I guess that would be the only thing where you'd be like, if you took it off of the bracelet and put it on a strap oh, yeah, and then wore it on the strap for a while or initially, like, I think eventually it's going to all kind of get to the same point where it can't really oxidize too much more. So right. like it'll eventually get there. But like, if you, if you're like, oh, I don't really want to wear the bracelet. I'm just going to put it on a, a, on the NATO that it came with for the summer. And then like come October, you put it on the bracelet. Yeah. There'd probably be a mismatch, but my mm-hmm. guess is in two months, it'd be close enough that you wouldn't be able to really tell a ton. I don't know. I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, lots of unknowns with these bronze watches and, and there's always lemon juice to hit the reset button and kind of oh, yeah. mop with so yeah oh yeah yep yep you can make the hands of time spin backward imagine that power i don't know why they aren't putting the uh lemon juice water or lemon juice lemon resistance on the dial on these bronze Ooh. watches Ooh. Good point. <laughs> You you better have at least a hundred meters, or don't even come to. Come <laughs> oh yeah, don't get out of here. Not, get out of here with a lemon juice. Like, Seventy meters of lemon juice resistance. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we should probably move on. Um, Brightling came out with again. Why Brightling? Like, they're women's watches. 
but they're cool. Oh yeah. Just like the chronomat that they came out with the 36 millimeter chronomat. They call them a woman's watch. It's cool. Like, I, I don't know. Just. Yeah. I, I don't know why they're calling them. Cause they're, you know, I'm on Bradley's website right now and these advertisements are fully just women wearing these watches. And I think especially now in this day and age where most watches can be seen as unisex, I don't know why they're trying to classify this as just a women's watch because just based on the dimensions, this watch is just completely unisex dimensions-wise. You know, they're great sure dimensions, a- that's why. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <They're> phenomenal dimensions. <laughs> oh, so I guess like in Breitling's mind, they're going with the old school way of uh, it has to, in order to be a men's watch, it has to be like 52 millimeters uh well yeah that's that's the classic for breitling yeah. <laughs> yes a classic <laughs> breitling mentality yeah yeah spence these colors are great i mean i like them all pastel again kind of like oris but i dig them again they're really cool very similar to oris uh they're the steel version um mm. like a, i mean because i think what the the suit the the super ocean 57 heritage or whatever word order that goes in for that watch I yep. think it's 40 millimeters. It wears smaller because it has a smaller case back and it has that massive stadium bezel. Um, mm. Now, I don't think you, I don't, I think the only disappointing thing would be, I don't know that you can get a, the the mesh bracelet on these because they're showing them only on straps. I don't know if there's a bracelet yeah. option and I don't know if the one from the bigger watch would fit. I don't know what the lump mm-hmm. width is on both of those. Um, but man, are they, I mean, they're like 18 yeah. millimeters on these ones. And that bracelet 18, is so yeah, the other one's going to be 20. The yep. bracelet's really good. That yeah. I mean, that whole watch, the the the, the previous ver- or the larger one wears so well. Like I can't imagine that these don't wear phenomenally. And mm-hmm. I mean, the colors are fun. Like, are all the colors ones that I would wear? No, but like the light blue and the light green are pretty stellar. And mm-hmm. again, I can I, I mean I get it. Like I, I showed them to, to my wife, and she's like, "Those are cool." And I was like, "Yeah, I mean, the colors that I would wear wouldn't be the ones that she would wear, though." Like, it, and vice versa. So, like, I mean. Yeah. And let's be real, like the 38 millimeter Oris Diver 65 bronze, the cotton candies are in pink, green, and blue, and they're all very pastel. Those aren't labeled any anything. Like they're those, they, they, and I think they did that for a reason because I think they realize, like, I don't know. Honestly, I think if I bought one of the cotton candies, I might go for the pink one yeah. <laughs> because it's it's a fun watch. Why not go all in on fun? Like, mm. go for the pink one. Um, I think that may be the only thing I don't like about the Brightlings is that everything is very color matched. And yep. by that, I mean the strap, the bezel, and the dial are all the same. I like that the Oris has the bronze bezel with the um, kind of relief style bezel, not colorway. Honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, I wonder if the Oris's would look really cool with like the black like just the regular like black bezel with gilt numerals that might actually look cool. They I know they didn't do that. I'm kind of glad I'm glad they didn't do it, but like I'm now I'm kind of trying to picture in my head what that would look like. It's like, "Ooh, would that be cool?" Um, you know, or or could you do a bezel swap with a 38 millimeter bronze Oris like with a steel case with the bronze butt top ring and put that like wonder if that would be neat. Um, mm-hmm. is a way to kind of contrast the pastel color but like i think that's the only knock i have on the 
the Breitlings is that everything matches. Like, put that on a different strap. Put that on the mesh bracelet. Man, push that. Put that on a mesh mesh bracelet, and that would be fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that the uh, the white dial. I think that white one would look sweet. But I'm having such a mental block because the white leather strap is just so not yeah. even close to anything I would wear. Um, oh yeah, man, I think that would look. That just seems like it would be awesome. Just excellent summer, summer watch, ridiculous, I mean, the, fun. The, the 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 one that I like the most, I think, is the rainbow version of it. Mm-hmm. it I was just rainbow, about to like, say the the white. It's got the white bezel and the white dial with the rainbow mark. It's like, oh man, that one looks really good. I mean, yep. in fairness, you could put the white one on any color strap you want, and in, and I think also in fairness. Good God, that white one with a with with a bezel swap for almost any of the colors other than that kind of like taupey, like tannish mm-hmm. one would yeah. look amazing. That white dial with a different colored bezel and a different colored strap would be awesome. Oh, yeah. True. So buy two and get a knife and swap <laughs> swap some stuff out. <laughs> it's I mean, I liked it. I liked it the watch. I liked it. Let's be real. It's it's nice that it seems like watch companies are having some fun with colors again, having some fun with some designs. Like, like I love the fact that these Breitlings exist. Like, I like that we get to discuss, is it too matchy matchy? Is it, is it a men's watch? Is it a woman's watch? Is it, mm-hmm. should these be unisex? Like, Oh man, I, I like, give me that white one with a Navy blue, like uh bezel on it. And that would be cool. Like I just, it, it's fun that you can think of, more fun ways to more fun things to have with these versus just like oh it's a it's a black dialed diver cool mm-hmm. thanks <laughs> next yeah <laughs> like so anyway i think there's one more that technically dropped today which i'm a little shocked they didn't wait until thursday because that would have been el primero day which oh. i mean come on <laughs> I get that most of their drops have been on Tuesdays. I'm sure there's a reason for that. Um, but like if, if Omega can drop new stuff on speedy Tuesday, like you should be dropping stuff on El Primero days. I have your marketing folks. Give me a call. I already consulted <laughs> with Tudor. Rolex has listened to us with the bracelets on the GMT master. Like let's talk. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Although I, I well, still guys- insist that, they're just eventually going to have two separate wait lists for the bracelet and for the watch head. So you can just have twice the misery of waiting for something that doesn't exist. Black pill moment. Sorry. Bring we'll it down everyone. Okay. Here's my question. Buzzy, what do you think is more believable? The fact that they're trying to start two separate wait lists or the fact that they listen to our podcast? Um, you know, each one of those statements flirts so overtly with absurdity. Um, I agree. So which one's the true black pill? Is the is it that they're really trying to make you wait even longer and have you pay up for the right bracelet or the fact that they – I think it's that they listen to our podcast. Well, no, That's I, the real black pill. Yeah, but the, the, the black pill is supposed to be despair-inducing, and I, I, I wouldn't – I wouldn't feel a, a sense of despair that they listen to us. Surprise, certainly. Despair, no. That's fair. Maybe okay, so not black pill. What's it's red and blue pill? Yeah. And and of course white pill too for you know things are actually better than they seem. 
Oh, just, just some hip internet lingo. That's that's all it is. Anyway, so Zenith came out with the watch that is allegedly as close to the original El Primero as they've made in a very long time. If you don't count the anniversary edition box set that came with different versions, the striking 10th, a Defy, and a version of this watch on a strap. It has a new Oyster-style bracelet that has the, not a butterfly enclosure, but a trifold enclosure, uh, which looks, I mean, I like the butterfly that's on the one that I have. It's a great watch. I kind of would like to see the other one because my guess is that one tapers, which is the one thing I kind of miss on that bracelet. And the mm. trifold would be nice. Um, some slight difference with the sub dials, a little bit difference with the second hand, but it does the new trick of the Chronomaster Sport. It has the tenth of a second um, uh, chrono hand, which is cool. Every yeah. everything about this entire family of chronos is cool, and it is a shame how. Um, relatively small their distribution network is because if you like watches you owe it to yourself to check one of these out in the flash um mm-hmm. before spencer got his i did not i kind of got it but you know if you said zenith i thought oh like funky color sub dials uh, to see it in person is way orders of magnitude better than just yeah. looking at pictures of them, however good the pictures are. They really are little jewels. Um, that's that's my feedback. The only, the only watch that uh, the 430 date position doesn't completely kill me. Well, <laughs> that, that and Bell and Ross because they, they just uh, they just fess up to it and they, they keep the date vertical. That's a good move. Everybody else at four thirty. No, thank you. No, thank you, sir. Yeah, and they also came out with two other options for this. They have the, uh, I guess I'm assuming rose gold version, yep. and then the uh, reverse panda. And honestly, I can't believe more people haven't brought this up yet because this is always like a hot topic for debate. But it appears like the reverse panda has a little bit of, uh, you know, that fun. <laughs> with term some fotina on it mm-hmm. um and you know i'm not the biggest you know opponent i like fotina if it looks good on the watch then i i say go for it some people get their panties in a bunch over it but i mean i'm i'm all for it and i think for the reverse panda it looks really good and if i had my choice between the two i might honestly just go with the ver- reverse panda i mean even though the white dial as the traditional tricolor sub dials that everyone knows and loves from Zenith. I kind of dig the uh, the reverse panda. It does look really good. It it looks it's not overdone. Um, yeah, but it, it also like- when you buy it, like it's convincing. It's not trying necessarily mm-hmm. um, to take the place of uh, an actual old watch, but by God, it's it's convincing. Yeah. And it just everything on that dial pops, whereas I think you know on the silver dial it kind of you know is there. It's iconic, but I mean the black dial, man, the lettering just pops on it. Looks good. Plus, you, you having do, you having pump designer's most favorite famous song, Panda. 
twenty four seven. I think obviously in this release, if I was going to pick one up, it would be the reverse panda, only because mm-hmm. I have a other the one that they just discontinued. Now, if I didn't have that one, I would be getting the 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 OG because uh, it looks absolutely phenomenal. I mean, I think I think the most important thing about this too is they released them in the 38 millimeter case. And the thing that I find very interesting. So when I was going through the process of the transaction that led me to getting my Zenith, you know, I was trying to obviously figure out market values and I had a really hard time finding the 38 millimeter version of that watch on Mm -hmm. forums, on Chrono 24, on eBay, everywhere is it's been out. It's been a production watch for quite some time in two different colorways. Actually, I think three technically. I think they had a gray dial, a navy blue dial, and then the silver yep. base dial with different sub with different, you know, sub dials. And it's tough to find any of them, especially on the bracelet. I mean, the 42 millimeter version is all over the place. Yeah. But the 38 millimeter is harder to find. And I, I mean, I, I'm not saying that by any means it's a rare watch because it's not limited. It's not, but like, I don't know how many of them they made. I don't know how many people actually bought them. And I do like to see that Zenith is sticking with a 38 millimeter proportion because it works. Oh my goodness. That watch on wrist. I mean, it, it, it claims to be 13 millimeters tall um, for a in-house automatic chronograph with 36,000 vibration, 36,000 vibrations per hour. So it's a high, the high beat movement it wears so well and two millimeters of that is in the crystal and there's no bezel. So like the whole thing, just the way it wears it. I've said this multiple times. It could very easily be an only watch collection. It has a hundred meters of water resistance. I mean, obviously don't mm-hmm. operate the pushers underwater like a dum-dum, but like, <laughs> um, like you could, I wouldn't go swimming in it necessarily, but like if you were one of those people who has psycho friends who push you into pools randomly, like again, I don't know who's been pushed into one since high school. Um, like, it's a fantastic watch. It wears supremely well. It doesn't take a bad picture. It's like, so do you guys remember the show How I Met Your Mother? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Do you remember Barney Stinson, The Camera Loves Me? I don't take a bad picture. And he's got the same damn pose in every picture, regardless of what he's doing. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't take that great of photos with my iPhone. I take okay photos with my iPhone. Mm-hmm. Every time I take a picture of that watch, I'm like, man, that looks good. It, <laughs> it, it just, it's one of those where it's like, it's the Barney Stinson. Like it's the Barney Stinson of watches. The camera loves that watch and it takes nary a bad picture. Um, yeah. I would imagine that the new version is going to be exactly the same. I, oh, yeah. I, I thought it was the Barney Stinson because nothing suits it like a suit. Mm. <laughs> that was a good It is one too that it looks, it looks good on a strap. It looks good, like on a on a dressed down strap. Like I have a racing strap on. It looks good on a two stitch strap. It looks good on crocodile. It looks good on the bracelet. I haven't tried it yet, but I have a sneaking suspicion it's going to look really good on the Tropic that I have. The Anthracite Tropic probably going to look really good on the Zenith. So it yeah. just it's, it's there. I mean. I was kind of with you guys. Like I didn't quite get it. It's busy. There's a lot of colors going on, but like you see that, that you see it in person. You're like, Oh, this pops. Um, 
yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, I guess if I if I do have one gripe about it, and this is just me nitpicking again, and I don't know if this is on the the original either, but it's just that the uh, the thirty six thousand VPH underneath the uh, I think it was underneath the El Primero markings. Yeah, that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Again, it may have been on the original, but it's like why why do you have to include that on the dial? You know. Let me look because I know Cole in his uh, story has a there's a picture of it next to the an original I thought, or maybe it's on the Fratello site. Maybe I'm getting the pictures confused. Yeah, but I'm on the Dinky side. And they they definitely don't have it on. No, they do not. But where's my Fratello app? Yeah, I mean it's just I don't know. And again, it may have been on the original too. And if it was, fantastic. I would have nitpicked it anyway. But uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> It is what it is, you know, and the watch looks great regardless. I mean, I'm, you know, if I had the option to buy this just with unlimited funds, I would buy it in a heartbeat because it looks great. Give me a second. I'm looking it up. Somebody had a picture of them next to each other. Maybe it was Zenith on Instagram. I'm looking it up just to see. Weirdly enough, uh, you know, just from my meanderings around the internet, looking at this watch straight on, it really kind of resembles, um, and if you're in the, a huge watch nerd like I am, you kind of remember case reference numbers. Uh, so the Omega, yes, Omega, because it's a vintage one, 2990 case series, which is what the uh, Ranchero uh, was cased oh, in, yeah. like the vintage Rancheros. <laughs> it's got these super sharp lugs. I mean, in my mind and how I describe it, it's like a super sharp angle off the curve of the case like, into the lugs. Um or kind of just seamlessly like flows with the curve of the case and do a straight lug, I guess is a better way to describe it. But I think that case shape was fantastic and it looks great on this watch too. So I think Zenith did, you know, did a great job with that. I'm trying to find like, oh, here's a picture of an OG. So when they did the A386 revival, Hodinkee um, has a picture of the original one. And it doesn't, the, the original does not have the 36,000, but it has Zenith, Chronograph, Automatic, El Primero all at the top. Mm. So there's yeah. a lot there. I'm pulling up a picture of mine real quick. Yeah. Oh, come on, so Zenith. You're, you're going to actually like mine better, Spangler. Yeah, does it not have it on there? It, it has very minimal, um, and I, I'm going to find a picture that I took, not a press picture, because I had the, they had the discontinuation picture up on, um, and I downloaded that to send to some people to talk about it. But I'm trying to find a picture, and I haven't posted a picture of this in a while. Um, Man, even after you were uh, going off on how well it takes photos, come on. <laughs> it, and it's funny because somebody actually gave me kind of some crap for it. It's like, oh, you don't wear the Zenith anymore. I was like, no, I wear it a lot. I just haven't posted a picture in a long time. <laughs> yeah. Mine literally has two lines of text on it. It says Zenith El Primero. And yeah, that is way better. Uh, way better. The only thing that I will say is that I do kind of like the vintage El Primero, like the script versus just the kind of block lettering that's on mine. That's kind of cool, the throwback. Yeah. Man, that watch too. looks good, though. God. Like, uh, yeah. I say that about all my, like, I, I mean, I like, 
I buy what I like and I like, I wear, um, kind of what I, um, I, I try to wear them all, but like, man, um, I could wear that one every day. So yeah. just is what it is, but no doubt. Yeah. I mean, there, there you take it. I mean, it's, uh, we all like that. <laughs> I mean, I think we all like yeah. all the releases that came out. There's, there's, there's things to, to point out. There's obviously, you know, little design choices here and there that, you know, don't speak to everybody, but man, it's a, uh, it's a killer piece. It's a good watch. So. We like watches. We should like have a podcast or something. Yeah, you know, right? We should talk about it on the internet and have people see if we can, you know, see if they listen to it. But um, yeah. <laughs> so anyway, well, I feel like that's that's a wrap. That's a pretty yeah. good episode, episode 74. I'm excited yeah. about episode yeah. 75. Hopefully it happens. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers so. crossed. Fingers crossed. So we'll, uh, we'll catch everybody next week. See ya. listening to another episode of the Whiskey and Watches podcast. If you like what you hear, please take the time to rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. We are enthusiasts, not experts, so don't at us. But you can find us on Instagram at whiskey.and.watches.podcast. Also, visit our website at zeitswatches.com. Zeitz is spelled Z-E-I-T-Z. 